Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me as always, the Mary to my Fred, Kyle, is... oh, Beans, Kyle Carney. <laughs> I jumped on it again, I, I'm still an amateur. Oh, it, it's fine. By the time we get to season two, we'll be, we'll be pros. Yeah, apparently the season's wrapping up pretty soon. Little pretty did we quick. know. Pretty quick. By the time our, our fine, fine, lovely listeners are Mapleites? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing no? that. Okay. <laughs> our, our sugar rushers. <laughs> yeah, bros. Let's just go the PewDiePie route and give our fans a name. Let's, let's not. Yeah, let's not. Um, Hi, you're people, and we're going to treat you as such. Yes. So... Uh, but hopefully by the time they are listening to this, the, the season is over and they have enjoyed the, the wonderfulness that is Riverdale. Um, yeah, we so, got to start halfway through the, the show. Like, when, yeah. when I started watching, the show was halfway done. So we're still making good time, all things considered. We are, we are at a mad dash to get to the, the season finale. Um so we're 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 here to talk about chapter eleven, to Riverdale and back again. Wait, is that? I thought these were all named after movies. So here's the thing, dear sweet Kyle. <laughs> this is a movie. Is it? It an is Archie a movie. If I remember correctly, it is a made-for-TV movie about adult Archie characters coming back oh. to Riverdale for a high school reunion. Oh, shit. And, and, like, they all have, like, really shitty, terrible lives. Like, they're all in, like, really bad, like, marriages and stuff like that. So they've come back to town for, like, their high school reunion, and they're all, like, reconnecting and stuff. Holy. It's super weird. Holy fuck, this sounds incredibly depressing. We're gonna review it. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can find a, a copy of it. Yeah, we're gonna see if we can find a rip because that but, sounds like, perfect. If you know, to everybody that is listening to the sound of my voice, just Google "to Riverdale and back again" and you'll see some shit. Oh, I'm, like I'm doing it right now, honey. Yeah, like you sh- you should see the cast for this. Oh 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 my <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I, yeah, I think just... this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It came out in 1990. Yeah. It's yeah, not exactly. even that old. It's like... That was... 30... Oh, my God, it's almost 30 years. I'm almost 30. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. I was born yes, in 90. Shit. I'm almost 30, dog. This looks so... Much. so... That guy who plays Archie in this, like, promo image, he looks like an ugly Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best description I have for it. Oh, man. Sure. All right. All right. So let's, let's just hop right into this episode. Vroom, vroom. Some, some stuff happens. Rev my engine, so, baby. Let's do it. So, uh, I, as always, Jug had a log. Uh, over Josie the Pussycat singing the Riverdale like city anthem. Is it implied that they do this every day? I don't know. I'm so confused. This is the first we've ever seen of this. Yeah. And, like I don't know if I've ever seen a town that has like its own like anthem. 
Well, I think it's the school song. Oh, okay. So, like, that's what I assume is going on there. Like, I think it's there, like, da, 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 da. Let's fight for Riverdale. Like, it's that kind of thing. But, like, at Uh, the same time, we've been at school before the first bell before and after the first bell. Never have we heard this. Like, is it just for the homecoming, not homecoming, like the old people dance? Or, like, what's the deal here? Well, it's, it's... Part homecoming, part, like, reunion kind of thing. So, uh, Jughead says that despite uh, Jason's death, changing Riverdale, uh, certain traditions can't be altered, uh, like homecoming and the uh, the, the reunion. Um, Betty tries to uh, put uh, homecoming prep onto somebody, uh, prep duties onto somebody else, but uh, Principal Weatherby denies it, saying that it's also uh, alumni weekend, uh, too. He says, you're gonna do it. Yeah, you're you're gonna do it, Betty. You said you're gonna do it, so you're gonna God do it. Damn it, Betty. Um, at the Andrews, uh, Mary Andrews talks to Archie over breakfast, explaining she's here uh, about the divorce and to offer Archie a chance to come stay with her in Chicago. Uh, Archie explains he's fine. Uh, he's got great friends here. He's perfectly safe, um, and that he's taking taking up music. Which uh, Mary asks if he'll play uh, some songs for her before she has time to leave. Mar- Archie then says, "Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll I'm gonna be playing at the homecoming." dance like totally i didn't just make that up to impress you mom yeah mom please Uh, like me uh at the lodges uh hermione ends a phone call uh, as veronica arrives saying that their statements have helped Hiram's case and they'll be out of jail very soon like basically time served plus maybe a couple weeks or months he'll be out of jail in time to arrive for the season one finale stinger yeah like veronica Uh, will walk home and he'll be like hi sweetie and like that's where it ends Pretty much. I would bet a hundred dollars. Oh, jeez! They did just announce who they got to play him who is for it? season two. Who it gonna be? I don't remember. You then, you goofball! Don't bring it up, man. But they they have made that casting choice is the thing, so we know he's gonna be showing up. Um. So. Uh, Veronica asks if they'll move back to New York City, but uh, Hermione suggests to just stay in Riverdale. Uh, Veronica then asks about his crimes and possible connections to Jason Blossom's murder. Uh, Hermione's like, stop saying that shit, sweetheart. We don't have any proof, and you need to be supportive of your father right now. And I, I think ever since Fred and Hermione kind of broke up, Hermione's just kind of, she's losing it a little bit. Yeah, she's not doing great. Like, she's going whole hog into this, okay, well, since this dude isn't going to love me, I gotta go back to your dad, who is a terrible monster in jail. Yeah, like, Hermione, please define yourself outside of the relationship. Also, it's Mark Consuelos. He's some soap star, and he was also in that movie where What's-His-Face turns into a cat. The guy, the, nine lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Nine Lives. What's the one? The one <laughs> oh where um, the guy from House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, he turns into a cat. He's in that movie, apparently. Do you know what like the the secret stinger part of that movie is? Is that he's still the cat or something? No, he has been swapped into a cat's body, but the cat hasn't been swapped into his body, so his body just goes like comatose, <laughs> and like he's he's basically uh what was it uh, uh Mary Shrivo. Uh-huh. He's he's a vegetable, and like Kevin Spacey in the cat body <laughs> has nice. to determine, has to figure out how to get back into his body before they decide to pull the plug on him. Holy shit! 
That's not a family fun movie. That's not family that, fun. I am not 100% certain if that is actually what happens in that movie, but that is what I have heard happens in that movie. What's so, the stinger? You said there was a stinger. That's the stinger is that he has to like... Oh, that's get, the plot. I thought you meant like after the credits, there's like a very well, quick like, sequence of like the cat possessing someone else. <laughs> well, it's... it's uh. Well, it's sort of like the thing you don't hear about about that movie. It's just like, oh, Kevin Spacey's in a cat body, whatever. Yeah, you don't no. hear that it's actually a gritty story about a young family determining if they need to fucking euthanize their father. That's nightmarish. <laughs> that's that's ghoulish. So anyway, speaking of, ghoulish. Speaking of fathers, okay. Um, <laughs> Jughead arrives at his father's trailer with coffee and food. It's very clean. It. It's super clean. clean. And Jughead... Clean? Is sober. There's no booze everywhere. There's like fresh fruit on the table, and he, he even, shaved. He shaved, and he's even read uh, Jughead's uh, manuscript. Yes, um, he calls it excellent, um, and then he starts grilling Jughead pretty hard uh. about like, <laughs> like, could you be more obvious, dude? Um, you were so close to being a good dad, but no, yeah. you're so clearly diverting your son that you are a bad dad again. Enjoy yep. those points. He's he grills him about who he thinks uh, Jason Blossom's murderer is and things like that, and uh, says, you know, hey, um, maybe you should just move on. Don't worry about this. Do write something else. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yep. Uh, at school, Archie tries to talk uh, to Veronica about their moment together. Um, Veronica says that he is boyfriend material, but there's a lot of things going on, so they can't be together right now. Yeah, um, she she gave like a whole like. Thing about like regret and like I don't think she used the word mistake but like I vaguely remember that happening and it's like here's kids sit down everybody everybody take a seat everybody sit down if you're driving pull your car over if it's safe to do so Uncle Kyle's gonna uh, give you a life lesson real quick are you, are you I, I see you're sitting backwards in that chair thank you thank you I've also turned my baseball cap around let's wrap let's let's wrap really quick kids uh, don't have sex with someone if you think, like, if there's even an inkling that you're going to regret it. Like, it's totally okay to have sex with someone and then regret it, but don't have sex with someone knowing that you'll regret it. That's not a healthy life choice. No, it's not. That's That's been, that's been Uncle Kyle's rap talk, cool time, fun hour. Uh, coming soon to the Maple Blood. Yeah, the, the the podcast network that we are slowly building with all of our spinoffs. Along with uh, Monster Stocks and... Monster Stocks. There was some cooking one, I think. <laughs> there was something like that, yeah. Um, Wendigos are still on the rise. For sure. The best Wend now. Wendigos are up. Uh, Ravenmockers, definitely, definitely, definitely up. Cthulhu's going down, though. Like, Cthulhu's going the way of zombies. I want you all to diversify your portfolio and drop the Lovecraft mythos because it's boring. Yes. Uh, so, where was I? Uh, yeah, they talk about their moment. Uh, Archie then suggests that, hey, we could at least do uh, the duet together that we're supposed to do like five episodes ago that I totally was a blockhead and blew you off for. Um, uh, it's nice to see internal consistency. Like, yeah. little references and shit like that. I think that's a wise decision. Totally. Um, as, and, you know, he's like, I especially need this because I totally told my mom I was going to be performing at the, the school dance. So, whoops. Um, but uh, 
Veronica receives a text from Betty um, and says that they have to pretend their moment didn't happen uh, for now and leaves. Uh, in the blue and gold office, uh, Alice Cooper pulls the girls into the room and shuts the door, uh, saying everybody outside the room is a murder suspect, starting with uh, Hiram Lodge. Veronica explains her father and the Blossoms had the connection, giving Hiram motive to hire someone to kill Jason, possibly Jug Dad. Jug Dad. Uh, uh, Betty is incredulous, but uh, Ronnie explains that the servants have been hired by Hiram before at the drive-in, and they could have been hired for something like this too. Um, Alice adds that she saw Joaquin and FP conspiring together, and that she needs Betty to find out uh, find out about what happened. Uh Alice attempts to give Betty uh, some guideline questions for FP and Joaquin. Like, she has, like, a, a sheet of questions She's ready. that she wants her to ask. Yeah. It's um, weird. But, yeah. But she refuses, uh, saying they already talked to um, FP and that she believes, just like Jughead, that he didn't do it. Uh... Alice says she's too close to the situation to properly investigate, but Betty fires back that she won't betray Jughead and leaves uh, to plan the dance, uh, taking a conflicted look, conflicted looking Veronica with her. Uh, at Thornhill, Polly is snooping and discovers that Clifford's Boston closet is full of hair pieces. The wig room. This yes. like, I I like grabbed a mug of water for a second and I looked back up at the screen and it was just like the entire shot was just a wall of human hair and I was like oh fuck I actually had to rewind to get context <laughs> like I I didn't really think about it uh, I think Hermione makes mention of uh, him wearing a hairpiece in the last episode but like I never really paid attention if he was wearing a hairpiece or not he had a full head of hair, is the thing. Yeah. It was just gray. Like, he could just it was, dye it. I uh, Cheryl does mention something about that later, but we'll get to that. Oh. Um, uh, yes, Polly Snooping discovers the wigs, uh, but Cliff is in there and is like, why are you watching me? And closes the door in her face. Yeah, I don't even um, think he says anything. I think he just notices her and, like, angrily stomps across the room and then slams the door. Like, yeah, like a much. horror movie intro villain. Yeah, uh, Veronica returns to Alice later saying that she doesn't have the same loyalties to the Joneses as Betty and that she's willing to sneak around to find out the truth if it helps to learn more about her father uh, at lunch Cheryl announces to the gang that she's bringing Polly to the dance as her date and that they'll be petitioning as co-queens for homecoming uh, because let's face it it was rightfully going to be Polly and Jason God, yes. this is so creepy like She's a surrogate body for her brother's soul. Like, she's terrifying. Well, obviously, when Jason died, his soul went into her body until the, the twice-born... Yeah, the twice-born prince. Yeah. Um, she also does say at one point when when asked why by Betty, she says, because Nightmare Smurfette. <laughs> because uh, Dark Betty... Dark Betty. Like, I like to think Dark Betty is like Dark Phoenix, but she has uh, but, like, Sucromancy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say Soup-O-Mancy? Sucromancy. Sucromancy. She controls sugar. That is the worst superpower. Uh, I'm going to need you to stat that up for me. Um. Yeah, sure. I, you know what? I actually do have that. I have a fifth ed um, druid circle. That is the circle of sugar. So I'll toss that one up. I'll, I'll post a link to that one for this episode. Okay. It's, it's um, good. It's actually very well done. Not to toot my own butt. There you go. 
Um, as Cheryl Lee's Archie asked Betty uh, about playing at the dance, which is met with a death stare by by Betty. Which something in this episode, Betty has like super intense eyes, like this entire episode. Yeah, I don't know if they changed up the makeup to really accentuate it, but like her eyes are like bulging and terrifying. Yeah. Um, when asked, like, "Well, did I do something wrong?" Betty explains that dancing needs more f- needs to be more fun, and that as uh, Jughead says, uh, "The songs make you want to slit your wrists, but in a good way." In a good way, buddy. Um, Veronica then saves it by saying that her and Archie are going to do some upbeat covers, which uh, Archie is just kind of an unobservant like blockhead and doesn't pick up on the fact that she's saving your ass. Uh, Veronica then drags uh, Archie off to a school lab uh, to explain that uh, her sudden change of heart about uh, performing together um, is basically for a favor. To which, when he says, when she says, like, it's for a favor, Archie just, like, gets all up on Veronica. (laughs) And it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Archie... I think Archie is like Hermione in that Archie defines himself based on his relationships like nah. Archie's got to learn to love himself definitely definitely uh but yeah she's basically saying that uh she needs help to to investigate what's going on uh with FP and Hiram Lodge so Alice Cooper is going to distract uh Jug Dad and they're going to break into his uh trailer um Archie's just is going to Jughead, but uh, Veronica explains that he's protecting FP, and that on top of that, um, her mother is in denial and welcoming criminal, her criminal father back into their lives, no problems. Um, Archie says that uh, FP has cleaned up his act, but Veronica says she hopes he's right, uh, or else uh, Jughead is in a world of danger. At uh, Andrew's construction, Mary uh, ar- Mary arrives, attempting to surprise Fred with lunch, but finds only Hermione there, which is kind of an awkward catching up conversation happening. <laughs> it's um, really not a super fun situation. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, and Hermione basically says, you know, uh, that what's been going on with her is just payback for being a mean girl in high school. To which they kind of give each other awkward, like, white people looks. Ugh, white people. You know that, you know that look? Yeah, no, just I, kinda like... I know the white people look. I grew up around white people. And yeah. they're, like, I... They're, one of the towns nearby where I grew up was, like, fucking 95% wasps. 99% oh, wasps. God. And it was just like, oh, cool. Cool, thanks everybody. So, like, this show uh, gives me agita. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I get to be Jughead. It's just like, oh, cool, rich white people are being terrible to each other and me. That's fun. Let me go watch some Quentin Tarantino and feel bad about myself. Okay, listen. I, I watched, I very much enjoyed Tarantino as a high schooler. I probably would have said something stupid like that when my f- <laughs> unformed 15-year-old brain was still in charge. Not proud of it, but I'm going to own it. That's good. You have to you have to own it to grow, Kyle. I thought you were going to say own it to groan it, but then you said grow. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know what that means. Um, at the school gym, Betty is setting up lights with uh, other students when Polly calls, uh, triggering uh, misophonia 
in my head. What? What the hell which, is that? Misophonia is uh, a hatred of sounds. Oh. And it's that thing where when you hear like your alarm clock going off. Oh. Outside of like your alarm clock, it just like it sends like that shiver down your spine. Yeah, like when you listen, when you have like a song for your alarm clock, and you're like, yes. I'll never get tired of this song, but then you start to hate that song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when Polly calls, uh, the ringtone is the same ringtone I use for my alarm. Oh. So it it yeah it did not I like I I freaked out for a second. <laughs> um. Paul explains that uh, the cocaine thing is a distraction for Cheryl and that she's been trying to get into the Blossom's bedroom, which is obsessively guarded. Um, as Betty asks if Polly is putting herself in danger, um, she has to hang up as Penelope Blossom, Penelope Blossom arrives with a daily milkshake from Pops. Uh, I mean, a, it's like fucking, silver it's, tray. It's fucking poisoned, right? Like, that's my note here. It's like, the milkshake's poisoned, calling it, and it's like, that's poison. 110%. Well, it's poison. There's no way. It's like anti-baby poison. It's, it's not, oh, well, we don't know if they, if it's been like long-term poisoning, but there is a second milkshake that shows up later. This that is. That has some, some knockout drugs in it. This is some sixth sense bullshit where it's like oh they were poisoning the child with the pea soup all along like that's what's happening this has been some very gradual like grecian murder poisoning is is that a plot point in the sixth sense yeah it's like one of the ghosts they go to i think uh fine uh what's another thing where someone's been gradually poisoned i forget there's some greek it's it's fine maybe the iliad i don't fucking know there's a thing i think i think what it's what's the whole her Penelope's plan is to just start delivering milkshakes. Like she says, it's like the daily milkshake for Polly. Let's talk um, about this really fast, though. When you're pregnant, there are certain kinds of dairy that you cannot have, and you definitely shouldn't be having that artificial food coloring. So, like, she even if it's not poison, she's giving her baby poison. <laughs> like, yeah. The milk has to, I forget if it's like it has to be pasteurized or it can't be pasteurized, but I'm willing to bet that it's not the specific milk that the baby needs. Yes. Um, But I think Penelope's plan is to just start delivering her milkshakes so that if in case she does need to like poison her or something like that, she has like... That's ludicrous. That's... It's like every day I get a milkshake. Why would any of them have poison in it? Yeah, I give a milkshake to everyone in my family every day and just in case I ever need to poison somebody, they won't know. Uh, Penelope then warns uh, Polly that, hey, don't go snooping around the house, please. Don't fucking do it. That wing is off limits. Uh, as Betty gets off the phone, Jughead arrives with supplies, saying Alice invited him and his dad to dinner before the dance. How nice of her! How friendly! Uh, Jug asks if she knew, but Betty plays it off, saying that she's been distracted and, you know, got plenty of plates spinning. Uh, Jughead then says it'll be good for their families to get to know each other better. Jughead, you know? I thought you were supposed to be the incredulous one. Jughead, like, Jughead and... Between this episode and the last episode, he's, like, super chipper. Yeah, it's not very consistent writing. Yeah. Like, like he gets, like, super happy this episode for some reason. Yeah, and, like, he he's walking directly into a bear trap. And, like, normal Jughead would know what this is. Yeah. Um, at home, Betty confronts her mother, saying uh, she knows her plan to interrogate FP about the murder over dinner. Uh, Betty threatens to sink the whole thing, but Alice uh, 
posits that Jughead seemed really excited about getting the families together and exposing her plan could backfire on so, like, the, all of them. The thing about Bad Mom right now is that, like, since we revealed that the dad was the worst human being on the show, uh, uh-huh. and that's including whoever killed Jason Blossom, <laughs> um, like, Bad Mom is getting edited and written differently now in that her, like, terribleness is... Like, the musical cues are meant to be more, like, bouncy and, like, elephant marchy rather than, like, mm-hmm. awful and terrifying. Like, the music is more funny and it's written more more funny she's, instead of she's awful. Getting... Like, she's getting a very distinct edit. And CW, you can't fucking pull that one over on me. She's she's getting the bulk and skull music? Yeah, exactly. She's getting the bulk and skull theme, like, in a lot of her conversations this episode. <laughs> it... If somebody could draw Allison Howe as, as Bulk and Skull, skull oh, 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 I would love that. That would be ideal. Um, uh, Archie arrives home to find Fred and Mary deciding uh, what to have for dinner. And Archie is kind of weirded out by, you know, having, having a family. In this house. This, yeah. He's like, this is, this is kind of weird, especially since it's been like two years since Mom moved out. Um, Jughead arrives from upstairs as Mary informs Fred and Archie that aside from her and Fred going to the dance... Uh, to listen to Archie play. She's also invited Hermione along with them. Weird. So, Let's make yeah. this a menage. Pretty much. Um, later in Archie's room, the boys uh, talk about the possible rekindling of Archie's parents. Um, which, you know, you have to oh. use humanity to rekindle. This makes this makes sense. Shut up, you fucking dweeb. <laughs> I got the, uh, my Dark Souls board game came in uh, two days ago. And goddamn, nice. the pieces look amazing. Uh, the Kickstarter was so cool. Um, but yeah, no, my only note for this scene is kiss you two, kiss, all in caps. Because, like, <laughs> Archie is in bed, as we soon learn, in nothing but his underwear. It's like, yes. there's a lot of uh, sub- subtext that I um I hope I'm reading into accurately. because I, Archie is I, just I very free. Kiss. Yeah, Archie is a liberated young man, and... I mean, have you seen him? Jesus. Shit. Like, when I was young and physically... Like, when I was young, I, too, slept either in the buff or only in boxers. But, like, I at least had the courtesy of, like, when I had a friend staying over to, like, put on a shirt. Yeah. Which is a rarity. Like, during my daily life, like, when the sun was up, shirt was off. But when... It was time for bed in, like, a bedroom. Shirt shirt came on because, like, listen, I don't know if you and Juggy are that close, but please be that close. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also talk about how uh, FP seems to be on the right track. He's, he's getting, you know, his life in order. Um, and Jughead thinks maybe it's time for him to move back in. But Archie is unsure. Um, Jughead explains that he's cleaned up. Uh, and showing interest and even even showing interest in his writing and uh, that doesn't really sit well with Archie yeah, who it sets just up like a red flag yeah who as we suddenly learn is almost completely naked uh, decides to hop out of bed put on some clothes and run out of the house using the lame excuse of getting almond milk for his mom yeah like and Jughead believes it well no he calls him on that but he thinks he's just going to get some strange from Veronica. It doesn't... You know what? Fine. That's a technicality, though. Jughead. All right. Listen. You were really good at putting the screws to Dilton Doily. You're really good at solving this mystery piece by piece. 
but you have missed two obvious shits right in front of your face. Like the second you talk about how your dad is interested in the murder of Jason Blossom's story that you've been writing, and Archie's like, I gotta go buy almond milk for my mom. It's like, you dipshit. Like, how is this not like, oh, he's not gonna go get some snoo snoo. The, he's gonna go tell people about my dad. The the joy has blinded him. If they don't be happy, folks. If they Just don't be happy. If they use this as a plot device to like turn Jughead aces, I uh, I, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be down to clown with that. That ain't how it nah. works, and that's that's lazy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Jacob suggests that he's going for a rendezvous with Veronica, um, and Archie does, in fact, go to Veronica, uh, explaining that he wants to help her search, uh, for a link between FP and Jason, um, and that Betty and Jughead can never know about this situation. They can never know. Uh, at Thornhill, another gratuitous brainchild of CoverGirl, as Cheryl helps Polly pre, uh, prepare for the dance, I put... A, a slight space and prepare so it says pre pair boo yeah. um, um, so I want to talk about this because I did not notice the CoverGirl uh, product placement here uh, CoverGirl by the way lovely products thank you so much for sending them to me yes. absolutely everyone please go buy CoverGirl you, you look now CoverGirl that's just a sample of what you can get if you actually give us money <laughs> yes um, but, uh, you look lovely by the way thank you very much I actually my nails are painted right now <laughs> Um, so... What color? Uh, it's like a glittery, like, purple pink. It's very nice. I painted my, uh, ring fingers when I was giving Kat that mani-pedi that destroyed her eyes. Okay. <laughs> that permanently blinded my wife. Um, the establishing shot for this one is a terrifying picture, like an oil painting of the Blossom family. And... Mm -hmm. Fucking Jason looks like that Ghostbusters villain in this painting. Oh, Vigo? Yeah, he looks like Vigo. Like, his hand is on his <laughs> sister, and he's like, his chin is down. He's like, mmm. Like, it's just, don't do that. <laughs> um, Polly suggests, as as Cheryl is putting her face on, uh, suggests taking some of Penelope's jewelry to match the Blast from the Past theme. That's a good, um, that's a good play. That's clever. That is clever. Um, I'm disappointed when we actually do get to the dance that there is no Brendan Fraser theme going on here. Shut up. <laughs> Brendan, isn't Brendan Fraser, like, insane now? Hasn't, I don't know. Hasn't he, like, become, like, a million pounds and, like, pulled out all of his hair or something? <laughs> I, I think that's sort of just edits of him. I don't think he actually looks like that. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Please continue. Uh, as the girls search the... The uh, the basically the wig and jewelry room, which I guess is just like the master closet. Yeah. Um. Uh, Cheryl talks about how Clifford's hair turned white overnight after seeing the ghost of Grandpappy Blossom with his throat slit. Uh, hold on, pause. I'm looking uh -huh. at pictures of Brendan Fraser right now. Could you reiterate uh -huh. that for me really quick? Cause that ain't in my fucking notes. <laughs> As the girls are searching the room. Cheryl talks about how Clifford's hair turned white overnight after seeing the ghost of Grandpappy Blossom with his throat slit. How the fuck did I miss this? 
Uh, Cheryl then also mentions that she loves the silver fox, but the blossoms live and die by their red curls. Okay. And so are we to assume that, like, he tried to dye his hair red again, but it turned white overnight again? And are we to imply that he needs so many wigs? Because after a while, even the artificial fibers or, like, the real but not his hair (laughs) is afflicted by this, like thinner-esque curse. curse. So, like, what is implied here is that he saw a ghost. Ghosts are real! Uh, yeah, Jason, ghosts are real, apparently. Jason's ghost is a ghost. I was totally off-tempo with those claps, but Jason's ghost is a ghost. Confirmed. But, uh, he, she does mention that he tried to dye his hair once, but it just didn't take. Holy like, it, it shit! it out, like, immediately. But I don't think the wigs turn white. He just has wigs for, like, Every day of the week. No, nah, th- that's more. There were more than seven of them. I'm. Th- no, I'm. I'm not letting this also, one go. Also, there's a secret clue in what I just said. That if you go back and listen to some previous episodes or previous episodes, watch previous episodes of the show, you might pick up on it. Um, Cheryl then discovers uh, Nana Rose's uh, phylactery ring in a uh, a jewelry box. Um. Polly sees it and attempts to snatch the ring, saying that the only way Penelope for Penelope to have that ring is if they kill Jason. To which Cheryl replies, hands off, Gollum. Shut up. <laughs> oh uh, Cheryl God. then warns that even with uh, carrying Jason's babies, or babies as I have written here, um, she's not guaranteed safety. No, she's not guaranteed safety because she's being she's... fed poison. <laughs> safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. I. We gotta pause real quick. I'm sorry. I know I'm saying we gotta keep these episodes trim, but, Mm -hmm. like, I can't get over this right now. First off, Brendan Fraser actually doesn't look that bad. I mean, he's going through some shit, but he's not, uh, like, a million billion pounds, and he has hair. he's, like, 50 years old now. Yeah, he's, like, balding a little bit, and he's not in super great shape, but, like, I feel bad for the guy. I'm sorry, Brendan Fraser. I know you're listening. I apologize. Um, But enough about Brendan Fraser. I don't... I mean, Ghost, like, we've been joking for 11 episodes at this point about how magic is real and ghosts and werewolves and shit and, like, aquamarine daggers exist in this universe. But I, like, this is the first non-goof time that I swear to God that there's actually something supernatural happening. Oh, I think there's something supernatural happening, like, the entire time. Right, no, 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 yeah, no, like, this is the first, like, concrete proof that I'm, like, yes. for sure, for sure, for I sure. Think, I think she does preface this by saying it's, like, a rumor, but still, the fact that it's, like, within the family, like... Yeah, that the, the, the daughter thinks this, like, an immediate family member thinks this. This is I mean, we, harrowing. We've got... We've got ghosts turning your dad's hair white and then your grandma is a wizard who uses crystals to turn to determine how many babies or what gender they are like i fucking and like they i was joking when i was like well why didn't he just dye his hair and they addressed it like Mm -hmm. they they're listening to the show and they're like we know kyle cardi's number he's gonna make a stupid comment right here about why doesn't he die it well let's really screw with him let's mention that he i i i i i can't do this anymore 
I know. I haven't had a breakdown for a few episodes, but I don't think I can do this anymore. Actually, Sabrina's on her way. I take it back. I can continue because this is all set dressing for Sabrina. I'm, I'm hoping that, that I'm hoping instead of Hiram Lodge as the stinger for the final episode, I want it to be Sabrina. It's it's Jason's ghost tries to strangle Polly and or Cheryl, and then Sabrina like kicks the door down and is like. Have you guys seen my cat, Salem? And then a live studio audience is like, woo! And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> it's just like a shitty animatronic cat. <laughs> it's the same one they used in the original show. Oh my god. Okay. Fuck so, me. Uh, over dinner, Alice Girls FP uh, about him being a serpent and Hiram Lodge finding the drive-in before... Hal arrives. Fuck. Yeah, like, Betty is like, Mom, if you're trying to be a nasty little bitch, then guess what? I'm gonna be a nasty little bitch, too. Here's Dad. Here's my terrible, terrible father. Um, at FP's trailer, Archie and Veronica sneak in using an old stash key and begin uh, their search. Uh, back at Thornhill, uh, Penelope explains to Polly that the last day Jason saw Clifford, he renounced the Blossoms and threw the ring in his face. Polly says she thought the ring had been lost, but Penny uh, replies, nothing is lost forever. Everything comes back. Twice born, Prince. I swear is to like God, this... Some haunting-ass shit. Th- Thornhill's magic. Like, it's not a fun magic either. Like, this is so fucking supernatural. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Uh, then Penelope leaves, leaving Polly to finish preparing for the dance and drink your milkshake, drink, Polly. Drink your... <laughs> eat your hamburger, Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> eat your pee, Professor. <laughs> I, it's poison. It's for sure poison. Uh, back at the most tense and awkward family dinner, Hal talks to FP about moving into a trailer near him since the register office has been a bit cold since the, with the shattered window and all. <laughs> Um, F.A. brings up their high school homecoming where Hal and Alice were the king and queen, but as Fred uh, and him were setting up to play that night, uh, he overheard the two shouting about something that seemed life or death. Alice warns him to shut up and agrees, uh, and he agrees if she will too. He warns her not to insult him in front of his son. At this point, uh, you should have just, I mean, like, you should have just left the meal immediately, Jug Dad, when she was like, so what's it like being a criminal? It's like, okay, bye. Yeah. Um, the kids then decide to head to the dance. Um, at the Blossoms, we see Polly asleep, and the Blossoms uh, stand uh, around her. Uh, Cheryl asks. They stand around her what- chanting, saying, Kalima, yes. Kalima. <sighs> uh, Cheryl asks what they did. Uh, Penelope says she just slipped her an all natural baby safe relaxer. Shut um, the fuck why did you do this? Like, what was your angle? Why? Because she's sneaking around asking about shit she shouldn't be talking about. Um, Cheryl asks if the ring story is true, which they confirm. Cliff goes on to say he should have chosen Cheryl to be his heir the whole time. Um, When asked where the ring is, Cheryl says she flushed it so nobody could have it. No, you didn't, Cheryl. We all know that you're bullshitting. No, no, she didn't. We find out later that she totally did not. Um, as Archie and Veronica search SP's trailer, I they find it. nothing after several attempts. Um, Archie does like look at him, like check himself out in the mirror, like real quick. 
<laughs> you fucking blockhead. Uh, also, uh, once not, again, they're not wearing gloves. Just want to point that one out. Not wearing gloves. Uh, Which means Veronica, that the police who show up later are real bad at their job. Well, they're sheriff's deputies. They care about county sheriff. And actually, oh. you know what? The twist that reveals means that even if they were to check for fingerprints, that they wouldn't be on the thing that they find. So actually, it doesn't matter. I take it back. Good job, Riverdale. Yep. Uh... Let's see. But, but, but Veronica is becoming obsessive about finding evidence, but Archie calms her down, saying not to finding something is actually a win. Archie, uh, Veronica is relieved, and they kiss before escaping the house. Yeah, uh, wait a second. Hold on, Veronica. I thought you said that we weren't allowed to do this no more. Mixed signals much? Yep. Uh, Effie drops Betty and Jug off at the school, but Jug hangs back, asking if he can move back in. Uh, Effie mentions getting the whole family back together, in fact, but... In Toledo. To where um, is Toledo? Ohio? Yes. Okay. Uh, saying Riverdale chews up folks like the Joneses. Which, that sounds like really harsh for kind of a shitty small town in like the Catskills or something. Some God's teeth shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jughead is conflicted about leaving Betty. Uh, Fred, is Fred arrives, escorting Hermione and Mary inside where they reminisce about high school shit. Uh... Yeah. Betty uh, spots Cheryl and asks, oh, where's Polly? And Cheryl covers it up saying she sugar crashed and uh, canceled before storming off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a better excuse than, yeah, my mom poisoned her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, can we talk about Betty real quick? Because her hair and that dress are fucking beautiful. Like, oh, yeah. I can see why Jug would be conflicted about wanting to leave her. She looks gorgeous. She looks so good. So good. Yeah. It's nice to see, because cool, she always has her hair tied back. Yeah. So seeing it different is actually, like, a big change of face. Yeah, like, very teased and kind of wavy fluff. Like, it's very nice. Uh, in the bathroom, Alice attempts to stir shit between Mary, Fred, and Hermione, but it fails to work. Cool, um, Alice. Welcome back to being a shit mom. Uh, I think... Uh, Mary kind of implies that she's gonna have sex with both Fred and Hermione in that scene. What? Too. I missed so much little throwaway lines. <laughs> because uh, Alice brings up what's it like being a polyamorous, to which Mary's like, I don't think that's a word, which, whoa, a little. <laughs> okay. You know. I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know if she was like playing dumb or if she was throwing heat. Like, I don't know what yeah. that was, but like. But. But Mary then says, I'm just here to have fun with both of my dates. Okay. Which, to which uh, Alice Cooper, like, gets very sweaty and, like, tugs on the cuff of her shirt and goes, yeah. Okay, what kind, what kind of fun are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, Archie and Veronica arrived as Blue Monday uh, plays, which is my fucking jam. I love that song so much. Um <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, the music to me was just noise. Oh, I'm not a music guy. I instantly recognized that, that drum beat, and I was like, yes. Perfect. Yes. New Order's Blue Monday. Fucking love Slay. it. Um, Betty spots uh, Archie and uh, Veronica talking to Alice. Weatherby arrives with Mayor McCoy to uh, review the evening, but she continues indistinctly in paragraphs as Betty uh, focuses <laughs> on her mother talking to Veronica. Now, continuing indistinctly is what said is said in the subtitles. Yeah, I, I figured as much with the parenthetical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Betty goes to confront Archie and uh, Veronica, but they run off to prep... Uh, for their song. Yeah, to play for the song. Uh, 
Archie and Veronica cover Kids in America, and it's not a bad cover, but I kind of hate that song as is. Oh, so. I fucking... I don't... Like, I never heard the original song as far as my knowledge goes. I only remember it from, like, the Digimon movie, and I really fucking loved it there because I was so duper, super duper into Digimon when I was younger. So I loved it, um, and I thought that it was a great cover. A lot of sexual tension on that stage, and, like, the whole song is over a montage of shit just, like, falling apart for everybody. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh... Archie and Veronica are jamming. Uh, Archie does like a cool like guitar spin around his body. He also he also takes his guitar his hands off of the guitar at several points, but the guitar keeps playing. Shh, shh. <laughs> oh. uh, and sh- the sheriff Sheriff Keller and his deputies toss FU's place uh, uh, after delivering a warrant. Um, Cheryl is in the crowd, feeling all sorts of emotions, and runs out. Um, Betty has super intense eyes this episode. Oh my and, god. Uh, Keller finds a lockbox with a revolver inside, much to FP's surprise. Like, why did Cheryl run away? Like, did Cheryl, was she like, oh no, Archie Kins has clearly had sex with Veronica based on this, like, onstage chemistry? I think it's partially that. It's partially, like, she's just getting real, real overwhelmed with, like, her whole situation with her parents and Polly and, and her dead brother and stuff. And she's just, like... I, I think it was simpler than that because, like, there was no trigger for her... Because, like, her parents aren't there. There's no gigantic banners with her dead brother's face on them. And, like, oh, we God, don't... I forgot about We that. don't see Archie looking like his ghost like i think it's just purely like a young upset kind of vibe because Mm. cheryl is definitely prone to like hysterics and like crazy mood swings where she eats people's pictures um (laughs) Um, and like it because like when they go to betty too like she kind of has a face that's like oh like that's sort of where i was going with this one but i might be wrong that too let us know what you all Uh, thought yeah Leave it in the comments, or tweet at us, or email us, which we'll leave at the end of the episode, as we always do. Yeah. Um, as Dance Hall Days plays, Mary asks Fred about uh, Archie and Veronica. Uh, Hermione looks on at the two very longingly, like, God, I wish that was me. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Joaquin and Kevin dance, uh, and Kevin states that this is his first time uh, he's had a boyfriend to bring to the dance or a boyfriend at all he's just usually hooked up with closeted guys um but uh jughead arrives asking if he sees betty um to which he replies <laughs> you all need tracking devices i wrote that one down because that's probably gonna be that's the, the quote title. you all need tracking devices was such a good one kevin this show's um, so good and like before and- we transition from the from the dance hall area i just want to mention that like the show's editing style is really freaking bizarre and like writing structuring is really weird because like any other show would end on the montage and like the reveal of that gun but this show Mm. never ends on the musical montage like during the when they found the car during the talent show like they just go over it and then they just continue it's really weird and it kind of throws me off a little bit but I still really enjoy it every time they do it yeah it it definitely kind of breaks things up yeah and kind of keeps your attention for a little bit um kevin spots uh his dad arrive and goes to check and joaquin just kind of deuces he's like i'm out peace uh betty confronts uh betty betty confronts archie and veronica 
um, about what they were doing. They explained that they wanted to clear Hiram uh, and FP from having something to do with Jason, and Archie was trying to protect Jughead in case FP did have something shady going on. Uh, Jughead arrives and reads the room, saying he suddenly feels very left out. As he should. Uh, Archie and the girls explained they went to FP's look for evidence at the request of Archie Alice Cooper, but they were wrong. They didn't find anything. Um, yeah. So basically, they tell him like what they all just did, and Jughead is very, very upset about the whole thing. As he should um, be. He's, he's kind of disgusted that the fact that, like, Alice used, uh, like, his friends and his girlfriend, like, against him. And uh, he, he drops the bomb that he was he was actually considering passing up on going to, to Toledo to be with his family for Betty. Which she just, like, like Betty just breaks down as, for a second As there. far as I am concerned, fuck you, Jughead, Betty is innocent. Like, yeah. she was not in the loop about any of these shenanigans, and she was yeah. confronting them and, like, pieced it together moments ago. Like, yeah. I understand you're hurting, but fuck you, dog. This dramatic irony's killing me. Yeah. Uh, Kevin then arrives with several of the uh, the adults and says that uh, FP was just arrested, arrested, arrested. for the mur- arrested, yes, uh, arrested for the murder of Jason Blossom. Um, Jughead then runs home, breaking through the crime scene tape and breaking down before rushing outside again. Um, at the Coopers, Betty confronts Alice about whether or not she tipped off the police, uh, which she says she didn't, and then uh, Betty storms out to look for Jughead after warning her mother not to push her. At the lodges, uh, Hermione warns Veronica that FP may drag them into this and that if it does come out that Hiram had something to do with Jason's murder, they'll just cut all ties to their to Hiram. Smart. Uh, at the Andrews house, uh, Mary offers to take Archie to Chicago again uh, to keep him safe, which I don't know if you know about anything yeah, about Chicago. Yeah, I don't know Chicago, if you know anything but, about uh, Chi-Town, dude. Like, it ain't safe. <laughs> No, it's not. Some might say so, it's the most dangerous city in America with the highest rate of gun violence. Exactly. Um, but uh, to take him there to be safe and to study music, uh, which Fred overhears. Uh, Archie says he'll think about it, but he's got more things on his play at the moment. Then uh, back at Thornhill, uh, Cheryl checks if Polly is alive. Uh, Penelope, sobbing, proclaims she wants FP dead for killing Jason. Oh my god! Um, to which uh, Clifford promises. So I will kill him, my dear. I will make my grandfather's ghost spook him, and he'll die. Uh, Cheryl is then uh, revealed to still have the ring. Of course, um, I mean, like duh. Yeah, and then uh, at Pops, Betty arrives looking for Jughead, but finds only Archie and Veronica, who she is very upset at. But uh, they tell her that the gun and the lockbox weren't there when they searched for it and that it must have been planted after they left to frame FP. And that's where the episode ends. There's There's no closing Jughead. No Jughead-a-log because his book is, like, done, it seems. like So that's some good uh, consistency. He's not writing new shit right now. That last shot, like, the whole closing scene is great. And mm-hmm. the closing shot is really well composed. Like, the snow and the, the color and the lighting, it's very, mm-hmm. very, 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 very appealing. Um, shit. It's about to get real, yeah. dog. 
Yeah, it's about to get really real. Oh, so you um, you've watched episode twelve already? I have not. I have watched episode twelve. All right, and I it was very good. And once again, more like revelations upon revelations come out. So uh, my big questions right now are are the obvious like who put the gun there because my money's still on Hiram. I know they're really pushing him hard right now, but like logically Hiram has already hired thugs from outside of Riverdale. He's not going to hire the serpents. He's going to hire someone to come in, kill and then leave for whatever reason. And he like planting the gun on a serpent, it it just it's easy, it's clean, it makes sense. It's very methodical, it's very business like. It makes sense that it's Hiram. That said, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still not convinced that it's going to be him. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I just... I'm not going to say anything. Oh, oh 12 is going to be a good episode. I want to figure 12 out... 12 is going to be an interesting episode. I want to figure out, like, what side Cheryl is on. Because she's... She's the wild card at this point. Like she she is in fact the wild card. Whatever side Cheryl is going to land on is going to be the side that wins. And like I said earlier, there's a hint about something, not necessarily who killed Jason Blossom, but there's definitely a hint about a major revelation that is revealed in episode 12 in this episode. What? Okay, give me a hint. What scene is it? It's in the closet. In the closet? Yes. The closet with the wigs and all that. It happens in that scene. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fuck. I don't, e- I don't even have a clue. If, if you somehow haven't watched the all of the episodes so far, and you want to tell us who you, what you think... Yeah, please. That, that, ...that hint is, you can email us at... Maple and blood, all one word, all spelled out at gmail.com. You could tweet at us at maple and blood. That's at maple and blood. Uh, just the same thing as the email address, the same thing as our Tumblr, uh, mm-hmm. which is mapleandblood.tumblr.com. Um, yes. Shit. Like, part of me wants to go back and rewatch that scene because, like, normally I can figure whodunits and mysteries and stuff out, like, very easily. Like, I've never been surprised. By a CW show, mm-hmm. maybe I don't. I don't know what it is about this one that just like I have no idea where they're gonna zig and where they're gonna zag. It's it's interesting, and like I said, episode twelve. After watching episode twelve, I'm so glad we named this show Maple Syrup Blood Money. Does, okay, tease me. Does someone die? Does someone get wounded? There is another death. Holy shit! Oh my god, okay. Well, what? And, and not only are like all these revelations like happen in episode 12, there's still another episode afterward, dog. Fuck. Like, there's an epilogue episode. I'm so. Oh my. Oh, so, it, so big stuff happens in that we need a full epilogue, which that's one thing that I wish television shows did more of. Uh, I mean, like, it's mostly a gripe I have with like manga and anime, but like, give me a full episode of resolution like i want to i want to love the characters as they have been done with this like i want to know how they're doing now in more than just a five minutes of it should go married what's your face and they had a baby block 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 yeah 
Definitely. Shit, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped, dog. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. Um, so, yeah, if you have any comments, questions, or anything like that, feel free to send them to us. Uh, we would also ask that if you are enjoying the show, please spread it around. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell anybody that you know that likes Riverdale or Archie Comics or just likes a couple of weirdos talking about a show obsessively. Yeah, we have some listeners that don't even watch Riverdale. They just listen to our recaps. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um so spread it around and uh, give us a little rating and review yeah. on iTunes if you would like, That'd comment, and subscribe helpful. on our on our YouTube page. All, all I of have you actually thought about heads. putting the episodes. I have thought about putting the episodes on YouTube. Sure, toss them up. Who gives a shit? Yeah, put them everywhere. I should probably actually make us a Facebook page too. You d- yeah, probably. You probably should. Yeah. Ah, what are you gonna do? Facebook's super hard to market on, and also Facebook is like a waste of time for marketing a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Might as well paper the okay. town. I'm super excited to find out what happens next. Um, so, yeah, next episode is called title. Please, Anatomy of a Murder. <gasps> I got no joke. I got goosebumps when I inhaled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I have been your magnanimous MC, Noah Carden, and I have been your mouthy something that means punk ass bitch but starts with an M Kyle Cardi (laughs) thank you very much for listening bye bye